But yeah, anything like that is difficult. Like any of those, it's a commitment. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, it's a commitment if you want to get kind of good at it. Right, for sure. <laughs> you can't go like once a month. No. It's just one of those things. Yeah. And it's, and since you have, a, from what I can gather, 9 to 15 commitments going on at any given time. Yeah. So if something has to get lost with what seems to be your interest, I assume that's one that's probably going to take the hit. That's it. That took the hit for sure. How long did you do it? Taekwondo? Uh probably like taekwondo um like six years six that's a long time and then when we got to um red belt black tip i started swimming and swimming was my like thing through high school and college and um and then uh just kind of stopped doing the taekwondo but i was also i'm a gymnastics coach as well so i was a, i was doing gymnastics for like my whole childhood yeah Okay, so let's go through, and I'm sorry, you got to pronounce your last name. Anthony, Covada. Covada, yeah, okay. Covada. And you go, Anthony or Tony, that's, your, that's, Anthony. Well, that's what I was going to let you kind of introduce Anthony. yourself. I don't know. I'd rather you call me Antonio than, than Tony. Okay, hey, that's yeah, fine. Like, literally, but nobody ever listens. <laughs> no, that's all right, because like, I'm like, Joe, they're like, good to meet you, Joseph. I'm like, fucker, did you just listen to So you to say me? Joe, I'll probably call you Giuseppe. I'm, good. I'm all right with that. <laughs> I don't care. Anything but Joseph or joey i don't really like that <coughs> excuse me that's okay well again appreciate you coming man especially kind of i mean super under the gun I think super talk, like, short notice yeah nah, it's all right man but i dig it this nah. is the best stuff happens on impulse i agree is what i've learned yeah the so. uh so you asked so i found you is that the way that i've kind of found a lot of people over the last i don't know a couple of years it's just it's almost like a referral or someone brings someone else up or we follow the same people or we know the same people mm-hmm. and from a I don't know, creative standpoint, whether it's a musician, whether it's a comic, whether it's an artist, whether it's a rapper, anything like that, I just yeah. I just run into them, you, you know? know? And uh, I, I noticed in yours, because you're just finishing a run of Rent. I am. That's, I'm sorry to hear that. But I'm so sad. I'm sure you are. <laughs> like, That's literally, very... I'm like, I've worked so hard for this run. I mean, like, just whatever. We can, no, yeah. no, 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 it's okay. And then I came across that. I was like, oh, because I've, I've tried having actors or actresses before and some people that have done so, but not not people who I think have done that. Yeah. You know, I know people and I, I've, I've talked to a couple people, but no one that's actually done something like, like that. And it was really impressive. And then I saw, Thanks. which we're going to talk about all of it because I just have to unpack it, the the, the comic, the uh, the uh, the mm-hmm. songwriting. I mean, sure. you, you wear a lot of hats. And a lot of cool creative ones too. Yeah. Yeah, so that's yeah. nice. So, and that 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 I was like, okay, well, that's a, and obviously the rent thing. But then I saw all the other things. So you're yeah. one of those people that, unlike the rest of us, there's probably 39 hours in your day. Yeah. Because you certainly can't squeeze them all into 24. Yeah. You know, I I, uh, I I I'm I'm a ref- I've always lived by the I refuse to choose kind of yeah. motto of my of my career of my entertainment career. Um, I I think that they all go hand in hand, like my stage presence that I have in my music is largely from theater, you know, like prior to my theater experience, I was kind of shy, quiet, you know, like I kept to myself and then started doing theater. And then I started like actually hanging out, like and going to like a lot of LGBTQ plus bars and hanging around some of the best drag Queens in the world, like literally and watching them MC shows, Mm. watching them host shows um, and it's definitely, you know, impacted how, who I am, like as a performer overall. So I, I feel like it's just all hand in hand. You know what I mean? Like if you're doing a film, 
my music can be in the film. Yeah. You know, if I'm if I'm doing cabaret, there's comedy in the cabaret. You know, so um, I don't know, man. I just I I love I love to entertain. Well, I never thought about the cabaret. That's a really good example. Yeah. Like, I understood the music in like the theater, sure, especially for something like Rent or, or really any of those shows because. Mm-hmm. It's it's built around music. A lot of it, yeah. is, it has a lot of music component, or it's almost music, and then the other stuff is built around the music. Right, right. Um, so that part I understand. But let's start with one that, because again, of all the creative types, they always seem to have. Sometimes they have like a moment where they're like, "Okay, I'm probably going to do something a little bit different, or I at least want to do it for a while." Did you have a moment where you're like? You know what? I don't think that I'm like that office guy. I think I'm that guy that has to do Dude. that. Like, is there, like, was it a concert? Was it a show? Was it a person? Was it a relative? I mean, what was it? In your, if you can't remember, you can't remember. I mean, there's a much of moments. It was, a bunch. it was, it was Lauren Hill. It was Lauren Hill, and and it's this, it's the corniest. Like, I grew up in Collinwood. I'm, I'm an East Sider. Uh, originally and i was, you know, was going to ask if you were from the south because it's so fucking hot and you're wearing jeans I, well you know what i have like i'm italian and i should be so dark but i have like the whitest legs in the world <laughs> okay and i refuse to like subject anybody to like the blindness that they may cause yeah so <laughs> um i don't know i just always wear jeans like i'm just that guy that's cool. always even when i'm coaching i'm wearing sweatpants like because i coach gymnastics as i said um but like yeah, I don't wear shorts very often unless I'm swimming. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's it's just been kind of, It was Lauren Hill. She was in Sister Act 2, and I became obsessed. I heard her voice, and I was like, holy... Can I... Okay. Fuck yeah, go ahead. Holy shit. She's amazing. That voice is immaculate. I want to sing like that. Like, and here I am, like this little Italian boy from Collinwood. Like, you know, like what business do I have loving soul and R&B music? But I was honestly grew up around it, listening to it. And it's a huge inspiration and influence in who, what I sing and what I enjoy. I grew up with Lauryn Hill, Brian McKnight. You know, then my mom and dad, when they're, they're immigrants, but they, they came from Italy. So growing up, my dad was actually from Argentina. My mom was from Italy. And they were listening to a lot of, like, 50s Italian music. But they had some preferences on their American music, which included, like, Etta James, Bill Withers, you know. And just growing up around these voices, like, it just completely impacted, like, what I wanted to do. And so I think that was when I kind of realized, like, first that I wanted to be an Olympian. Like, I wanted to be a gymnast, and I wanted to go to the Olympics. And then when I realized that that wasn't going to happen because of injuries... It was immediately like, I know I have this other thing. I can sing my ass off. And that's not arrogance or being conceited. It's just like, I know what I can do. And that's one of the things I can do. So how am I going to make this happen? You know, and then it became about learn how to play guitar, learn how to support your voice, learn how to write music. Because, you know, in order to write music, I found it was just easier to play an instrument, you know? So I was a late bloomer with the instrument. I mean, I didn't start playing until I was, like, 17. Oof, you beat yeah. me. I was, like, 23. Really? Yeah. I yeah. Just, I, I, I was kind of similar. I was basketball, like, cool. grade school, high school, college. Yeah. And, like, 10 years after college, I just kept wow. doing it. And uh, I don't think I even discovered it till Not discovered it, because you mentioned a couple, like, for me, like, growing up, like, there's an age difference between me and my wife, so it's kind of funny, some of the... It's, oh, like, yeah. about six years. But six years in terms of music and pop is, culture it's yeah. a lifetime yeah yeah you, know, you mentioned brian mcknight like that was 
Like I love Brian McKnight. I love Joe. Like those are <laughs> those are the ones that I really those that's what I was really into in high school was mm-hmm. the was the the R and B's the again like the the Jodeci's and the Brian. Jodeci, I love Soul for Real. Oh, man, yeah. all, just keep going. All of just it. keep going. Yeah. I mean, I'm just shy. Sh- oh shit, shy. <laughs> but again, like I'm just like this little Italian boy. It's like, but this is what I grew up around. I was yeah. like, I was going roller skating every Friday and Saturday night and listening to hip hop and R and B music, and I absolutely identify it with yeah. it. You know what I mean? So. No regret, but then I will say, at some point, I was introduced to my my uh, my sister Joe, God rest her soul. She she loved grunge and rock music, and um, because of her, I sort of found a lot of influence in acoustic and you know Nirvana and Hole and Smashing Pumpkins, and then that's kind of like where my sort of like my rock influences kind of kind of joined in with that sure. too. And Ani DeFranco huge for me it's blends like that and i think you know in the early 90s mid 90s i everyone kind of it was kind of forced upon us mm-hmm. like the, the one that we didn't really think about yeah you know and then when it started like for me i you know i liked nirvana all that but i was really and still am huge into soundgarden yeah and alice and change those were the two that i really really, really? like i really love soundgarden i seeing chris cornell you know like about seven or eight years ago at Lakewood High School was really? still one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Just him cool. just doing his own it was great. But yeah, that's um yeah, it's 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 a it's it's weird how even if you're not like a musician, I mean music does shape a lot of the stuff that you do. Sure does. It shapes the way that you dress, it shapes the way that, sometimes even the way that you kinda interact like because then you start listening to the musicians that you really really love mm-hmm. and then you're just like fuck I really should know more about what's going on in sure. the world. I mean it's it's just it's just what it is. Yeah. So Music, music. Obviously, you're doing that, and then because I don't actually. How old are you? I'm 39. 39. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I, shit. I would have said 28. Thank you. I'm well, playing a 28 year old on stage right now. You hardly. <laughs> you, that that would not be. That's not a stretch. No. At all. Yeah. You look I mean, way I, younger. I played Danny Zuko in Greece at 35. <laughs> so I was playing an 18 year old at 35. It was funny because my Sandy was 18. Really at the time so she was 18 i was 35 and it's funny because my roger in in rent he's opposite me he plays my roommate you're mark right you're i'm mark yeah. roger is a 19 year old bw student okay and but i mean he looks older for his age definitely got the studly thing happening um and then i look pretty young for my age so it kind of works um i think we're kind of right there and meets in the middle so it works out okay um, but yeah man i mean you know I, but i feel like age is such an it's just a People like to box you into certain things. Like you're supposed to be here or doing this or look like this. And I don't. Subscribe. Every decade that changes. I mean, you think about think about the like the madman era. I mean, you were 24, you had two kids, and you're already living in the suburbs. Yeah. I grab a 24 year old right now, and they're like, I don't, I can't find my car. Absolutely. <laughs> like it's just it's, it's different. And then I think yeah. people realize. You don't have to have it all figured out at 24. Also, the people in the 50s didn't have it figured out at 24. Right. They fucking faked it. Yeah. They had to have. Yeah. There's no way that people were just more adjusted. In fact, they were probably worse. Yeah. They were drinking and smoking all the time. <laughs> you know what's funny is like I often liken the the evolution of age and like what it looks like to TV and mm-hmm. shows. So like you look at the Golden Girls, for example. <laughs> Do you know that when they started, like, episode number one, they were supposed to be, like, late 40s, early 50s? Right? No. Yeah. No, look it up. They're, like, early 50s, I'm pretty sure. Um, and and nowadays, look at a 50-year-old and what we look like. You know what I mean? Sex oh, yeah, in the yeah, city yeah. and all that. So it's just interesting, you know, how 
the more years go by, the younger everybody tries to look or does look. This is going to be a show in like 40 years just called The Fountain of Youth. I'm sure. Some, some I'm sure there's something show. like that. Well, we already have it right now. I mean, that, that's what most shows are, <laughs> just how young can I continue to look. Right. You know, everyone's playing like a... Everyone's playing someone that's seven or... Well, I don't know if you ever watched Stranger Things. I kind of tapped out because it just yeah, lost me. I started and then it lost me. Well, they have like 20-year-olds like that are people. playing 14-year-olds. And I'm like, they don't look that young anymore. But then you look at like Grease. Oh, and, like yeah, They yeah. were like in their 40s, like Rizzo, Stalker Channing. Oh, yeah, Stalker Channing was... She was amazing, by the way. Yeah. But she was playing an 18-year-old. That She was probably like in her late 30s at that point, right? One of the... One of the cast members from 90210, I think, was like 34 when she was cast. Right. And she was playing like a sophomore in high school. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure which one it is because they all kind of look it's young. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And who cares? Good I mean, times. it is what it is. I'm just aging <laughs> way worse than who are. So. No, you look great, buddy. <laughs> Thanks for I that. I was like, ooh, Thanks for that double compliment. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no, you look great. <laughs> you do. No, shut up. It was, it was very, very honest. Oh, it's cool. Man. Oh, you were right. Yeah, I tell you, it's a, that's you got to get by. He's uh, watching, uh, so Roscoe is falling. Roscoe's kind of the mascot. All the other dogs kind of lose interest and run back upstairs to their spot. He loves to hang out down here, but he doesn't really like to interact. <laughs> His out. leg looks like a full-on like. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> like a chicken leg. Like it's legit. <laughs> yeah, it does. Well, he's probably has the audience leg. is like, "What the hell are they talking about?" Right it's now, a, I post pictures. Some we, of them will know. We should take a picture. Then they'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> So then, so <coughs> music, I guess, when did music cross over into, whether you want to say stage, film, whatever, like, when did that kind of, when did it kind of morph into that? Because the music, it started with music. You know, I, I saw Little Women, and my so-called life. I'm a huge Claire Danes fan, okay? I think Claire Danes, her acting abilities are just next level to me like she did this scene in little women it's where um beth she plays beth in little women and beth dies and she has this whole monologue where she's literally on her deathbed and she's dying and i i was so moved by by seeing that and still, still to this day can't watch that scene I, i'm a crier i'm open about it i i'm i'm very i think it's the artist in me i i get very moved very quickly and it just comes right out um but she just moved me with that performance. And then I think once I realized how much seeing someone be able to sort of emote emotion like that moved me, it made me realize like, maybe I have that in me too, you know? And, um, and then I, I was going to try C and there was this play. I didn't do theater in high school. I was too worried about being cool and the theater nerds. I didn't, I didn't want to be one. And I regret it all the time. I wish I had. Because some of the best friends I've ever made were nobody looks back at high school and was like nailed it. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> uh, I was just like, stumbling along. I was like, yeah, let me throw parties and be cool, you yeah. know. But I'm like nowadays, I'm like, I wish I had been in theater. I wish I had done that because imagine, you know, how much sooner I would have found myself as an artist if I had done that. So I completely encourage my nieces and nephew to take every opportunity that they can. And luckily, both of my nieces love the theater and love to sing and perform. Um, but yeah, it, there was this play, it was called This Is Where We Came In, and it was a, about a group of friends, but they were like living in a fantasy world, and the, the storytellers would change the story, so every time the storyteller didn't like the way the story was going, they'd change it, and then we'd have to redo the scene, and it was a fantasy fairy tale, it was really, it was kind of a comedy, it was really cool. Um, but that was, that was sort of when it started, and I was lucky enough, like the first show I ever auditioned for, I got a lead. And I pretty much, yeah, I... <laughs> 
And and I kind of never really was there singing in this role as well. No, it was just acting. Just acting. Yeah. And so really completely out of your wheelhouse. Totally. And you knocked out. I yeah. did my monologue for the audition was Winona Ryder's monologue for her uh, valedictorian speech from Reality Bites. Like who comes into a, an, a a theater audition with a monologue from a movie? Somebody who has no idea what they're supposed to bring in, right? Well, yeah. I, right off the bat, so, I'm like, well, you you do a famous monologue from a movie. No, I but probably, yeah, yeah, but probably, most people would get like, yeah, oh, I, I, I like, would have been even worse. I'd have yeah. done either Independence no. Day or Braveheart. I don't know anybody. <laughs> I've been screaming at everybody about freedom. Yeah. yeah. It's that, yeah, dude. And, but so that, that that was kind of when it happened. And at that point, I was 19 years old and I got bit well, by the bug. But you're right. Who does that? People that don't have any experience doing that. I had no Other idea. Other people are walking up like, this is a sonnet from my favorite. Like, right, right. And yeah. you're just like, who has seen Animal House? <laughs> this is from Macbeth. And I'm like, what the hell? But like, like the, this. Uh, this is Hamlet, but the Mel Gibson version. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you go yeah. by what you know. Totally. And totally. at the time, you didn't know it because you've never done it before. So I just did what I knew, and it was good enough. Yeah. And I met like my mentors in acting, Bob Ellis, who's like one of the, um, he's one of the professors at Tri C and still is, and I just always looked up to him. He's like one of my heroes, and he's done a lot of work himself in, in film and stage. And um, him, he complimented me. He's like, you know, you have. And I'm going to tell him I talked about him on this. But he's like, you have something that people train for for years. You have a natural ability. And that's that's not something you find every day. So hearing that from somebody that you look up to, and then it was like, oh, maybe I do have something. And I just kind of kept going. And since then, I've, I, love, I love the theater. I love to perform. And then figuring out that it works hand in hand with the music, huh. with building an audience. I mean, how many musicians get to perform in front of a 400-seat sold-out house that are local artists and I get to do that with rent like I get to do that and I, I don't know that I'd be able to do that necessarily just on my own you know yet anyway of course I would love to but you, these are opportunities that you know when people say you have to pick a medium and go with it I'm like no no because I'm putting myself in front of these huge audiences and they get to experience me with a full band and an ensemble behind me you know what I mean so do, do they both kind of sharpen the other skills Absolutely. Yeah. They all go hand in hand. I feel like, like I said, I, being a singer has made me a better theater actor. Being an actor has made me a better stage presence. Being around comedians has watched me learn how to deliver a joke on stage. And, you know, in, th in terms of stand-up comedy, I've never done it. I give props to those that do it. But as a comedic actor, I've definitely been typecast into, like, the, the royal prince all the time. Sure. And, you know, or yeah, the mobster a lot. Comedy, well. of course. <laughs> yeah. Comedy's one of those that uh, everyone has, like, we've talked about this so many times, too. Like, everyone has, like, that funny friend. And someone will be like, you should do stand-up comedy. And every time, I'm like, yeah. no, you shouldn't. You, you, a lot of people are fun, are good about reacting to something that's funny right in front of them. Not yeah. a lot of people are good at planning something that's right. going to be funny in a week and every week after yeah. that, like to, to anyone that it's being said <laughs> that's to. Funny. That's a very different skill set. And I think the yeah. same thing in terms of acting or songwriting yeah. or anything like that. And I mean, a, a lot of comedians are very good dramatic actors. Yeah. Jim Carrey, Robin Williams, like he was a hero, is a yeah. hero to me. And yeah, grew up emulating him in Aladdin, like that was like my thing to avoid getting bullied was just to make people laugh. That's very true. And, yeah. and, and, and then you add in musician again, you're taking all these things that take 
guts, skill, and honestly, kind of ice water in your veins to do some of these things. Yeah. Because a lot of people cannot block out when they walk. doesn't matter how much you know your lines, how much yeah. you prepared, how long you've trained. Yeah. Some people can walk out on stage and they can't take their eyes off holy shit look at all these people looking yeah. at me some people can kind of block it out and not necessarily ignore it you're aware that it's there but right. you know again that's a it's it's almost like a, it i think that's a personality trait like public speaking some people just don't have never had a problem yeah. with that and other people are like fuck there's a lot of people listening to what i'm saying right yeah. now yeah it's yeah. a i don't know and i totally agree with what you said about comics and, and even as recent as uh, when a uh, um I forgot what the name of the movie was. The one with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Oh, um... Uh, a Star is Born. A Star is Born. And I remember seeing Chappelle in that, and I'm just like, this is kind of an odd. And then I see him, and I'm not saying... He obviously wasn't a huge part of the movie, mm -hmm. but there were scenes where I'm like, wow, he seems really comfortable doing this. Yeah. And this is not a funny movie. <laughs> no, yeah. It's a kind of a fucking horrible it's movie. Sad, it's yeah, very, really very sad. sad. Yeah. But yeah, the Robin Williams is probably the best example I can mm -hmm. think of. I'm sure there's others. I do. I love it. I love to. Pr I love to do drama, and I love to do comedy. I love comedy too. I do, but mm -hmm. I feel like comedy is expected of me. It has become expected of me. So whenever I have the opportunity to play drama or sad or you know just emote like Claire Danes, like in, like like that, like it's an opportunity, and I jump at it. Like playing Mark, you know, he's he's this guy who's like watching his friends die around him and you know i've i've gone through a lot of loss myself a lot um probably abnormally abnormal amount of of loss um when i meet people that are like i've never lost anyone i i'm like you're a unicorn you know like because for me it's like it seems like every every six months somebody that i know a good friend of mine from the from the old days dies or or you know a relative or like a cousin or aunt or my sister and just like dude it's it's abnormal but those are the moments that I get to use this emotion that I carry with me, and and let it be shown out to the um, to the to the audience, and you know, it's been great. I mean, it's therapeutic for me for sure. sure. Ah, I think a lot of the creative stuff. I think you're drawn to it because yeah. Well, like you said, you can kind of maybe even draw a personal experience, whether it's a song or whether it's a performance, yeah. and you can kind of maybe get that out in a way that you maybe don't, not necessarily don't feel comfortable, but maybe you don't feel it's getting out the way that you need it to get out yeah. or express by doing these types of things. Absolutely. Which, you know, a lot of, I mean, you hear that, like, people, like actors talk about how they're drawing it from this experience or something For like sure. that. For sure. So, I mean, yeah. I, I get what you're saying, but I do want to, so... You mentioned rent because you're doing. You're, yeah. or you're, no, you're wrapping up rent right now. So yeah, so this is closing weekend of rent. Uh, tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday we have our final three shows. We were hoping. I'm still think my fingers are crossed that maybe. I mean, it's probably not likely because rent is a very pricey show for any theater to do. Mm -hmm. um, but um, you know, holding out hope to to pr like to produce or to put well, on. Well, you know, you have to pay for the rights to sure, do yeah, yeah, yeah. the shows, and so you pay for the dates as well as the um, seats of the okay. house. So, and if you're specific about the dates, then it's expected that you that you do it on those days. And you know, so I'm hoping we get extended one more week because you know, for a number of reasons. Number one, we we call it the cast cold of 2022. Pretty much everyone on our cast has, has gotten a cold through this process, which 
sucks. It just takes one. <laughs> you yeah. guys are in such close proximity. It just proximity. goes around. It's been going around our cast. There's nothing serious, just a head cold, but it's like enough to mess with our vocals and make us feel like we're not delivering like necessarily the best performance that we want. Although the reviews have been great. Everyone loves the show. So I don't think anybody's even noticed, but we noticed, you know. So anyway, I would love for it to get extended, but, you know, not likely. So this weekend, and tickets are only 20 bucks. So uh, I feel like, you know, and... You know, this is your chance to see a, a, a spectacular show. We've worked our asses off, and it just showcases like the incredible amount of talent that's in this city. I'm sure you know because you host. There, okay, that's I very much. And one thing that that I think a lot of people may not know or forget is that in the entire country, I think Cleveland is this is the second largest. Yes. Playhouse kind Correct. of theater. Cuyahoga County is the second largest theater district. Which makes no fucking sense. In the country. I think third <laughs> is Chicago. Yeah, so it's Chicago. Broadway, Cleveland, Chicago. So a lot of our, our BW students end up on Broadway. Um, and a lot of our, our Cleveland, Play, Cleveland Playhouse actors and performers eventually end up on Broadway. Um, you know, a lot of sometimes auditions for for Broadway are held here at the Cleveland Playhouse and stuff like that, or okay. vice versa or whatever. So um, it's definitely a, a doorway to Broadway. It's a, it's, it's a luxury. Again I, again, I just don't think a lot of people know that. I think I found no. that out maybe, I want to say four or five years ago. And it was, it, my, my wife and I just stumbled upon like this, uh, basically it was like a package of like, you know, we, we paid a couple hundred dollars and we could pick like six shows. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I think we'd only we'd only been to a handful of shows. A couple when we would visit New York, but yeah, th this was a chance to see the ones, just some other ones. You just kind of be exposed to it. And uh, so we grabbed it, and that's when I, I found that out. And I was like, how did I not know this? Yeah. But then I thought about it. I'm like, there are a lot of theaters down here. Yeah. A lot of theaters. There's always a show, some type of show. Yeah. Comedy comes through there. Obviously, the plays and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Musicals. I mean, there's always something going on, and it's one of those kind of underrated parts about Cleveland that I think either people just don't know, or or maybe we're just so used to it. Because I mean, it's been here as long as I can remember. It's ingrained in our culture, so yeah. we kind of take it. We take it for granted. It's like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like tourists come to to go to the Rock Hall. I still haven't been there. <laughs> Exactly. I've seen shows there. I've gone down to see yeah, shows. I've been, I've been outside of it yeah. plenty, but I've been in it once. So. I only went in at one time to go to the bathroom because of the show I was at. I never <laughs> had a lovely to... facility. Amazing. <laughs> well, I mean, their urinal upkeep is top notch. But uh, yeah, it's it's oh just it's 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 something that I think we do take for granted. For sure, yeah. I think anybody in any city takes things for granted. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and then maybe just gets used to the sh shittier thing when people are like, "How do you live there?" Yeah. Like, like in a house and they're like no like the, the winter i'm like oh I don't know. i've been here my whole life i don't even notice it right anymore. yeah there are days where it's cold but also i can solve being cold i can right. put more clothes on Go inside i can't right. solve when it's 110 right you know, that's yeah, a problem no for me um so i want to get into how you get into rent because and i know it's it's a popular mm -hmm. it's a very popular you know show for sure yeah but like even like it, you think of uh like someone like me who i and i enjoy seeing shows but i mean at my core like most people i'm kind of a a dummy in terms of that sure. but there are ones like <laughs> you know rent uh cats like like yeah. there are ones that everyone knows they didn't yeah. even have to know they didn't even have to see it but they know yeah. what it is they see whether it's just hearing about it 
the logo, the logo of Renth, all caps, kind of tilted, different colors. Yeah. Everyone knows that. Same thing with like Cats or Midsummer Night's Dream and sure or Spring Awakening. Like, yeah. like everyone knows those. So when you're getting started, and I know there's a lot in between the first mm-hmm. play that you the, the the first play that you did yeah. to where you are now. But was there was that always a goal, or you're just yes. like I just was it a goal to? Okay, I didn't. Well, I don't know if you're so like I just want to do anything. I'm I've just done Rent three times. Okay. this is my third time with Rent. Um, I did Rent at Aurora Community Theater in 2013. I did Rent. I was an ensemble for that role. I played like three roles in that show, um, and I was bummed because I wanted the lead. And Denise Astorino directed it, and she's a good friend of mine, and she actually is. Um, one of the directors at the LGBT Center of Cleveland, and she actually, I, I'm the LGBT, I'm the featured artist for the month of August there, so I'll have an awesome show coming out that I'm going to do there in August. Um, so look out for that. But uh, you know, she she's at, she's like Anthony, you would have been a great Mark, but it wasn't for you know in that cast, it wasn't a good fit for you. So I, you know, I'll be honest, I was bummed. Like. I was bummed, man. I really wanted it. and But at the same time, I was going through a lot of trauma. I had just lost my sister. So I needed something to, to sort of pull me out of that. Because um, otherwise, I would have just, who knows, I would have been really probably just hitting the sauce and just, you know, not being in a good place. So that was then. And then in 2014, I auditioned and I got Collins at Tri-C West's production of Rent. I ended up winning a Broadway World Award for that performance. And he's a lead in the show, traditionally played by an African-American man. So if it was now, I probably would say no. At the time, I guess maybe I don't want to say I didn't know better, but I guess it wasn't a conversation that we were really having as much then that we are now you know it's kind of what i was talking about just even like yeah the the six years between my wife so much can happen yeah. in five six years you just learn a lot i learned a lot and you know i was younger and and honestly i looked at it as like oh my god i get to play collins like because he's a big soul singer right that's his big thing is he sings soul music so i just looked at it as an opportunity to sing my ass off and just be center stage in this big number that's in the middle of the show so i was honored yeah, and it's course. ironic that the guy that is playing Collins with me now in my show, uh, he saw me in Rent in that show in 2014. And he, when we got cast in the show, um, his name is Grant, and he's an awesome actor. And he came up to me and he said, Anthony, you know, I just want you to know. And he's this wonderful, strong black man. And he just came up to me and said, Anthony, I just want you to know, like, I saw you in Rent, and I saw you play Collins. And I, my, my immediate reaction was like, dude, like, <laughs> it should have been you. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But he's like, no, you inspired me to want this role. And I'm like, hey, dude, come on. Like that, I'm like, shut up. You know, but that made me feel so good. And, and so, like, that'll go in the books is one of the things that, like, for this production, I finally got to be Mark. And that's what I've always wanted. And I got it, you know? So, and the thing is, is it's, Rent is off-Broadway. So you can't see it on Broadway. So a lot of people are like, oh, community theater or college theater. Like, but the thing is, because it's off-Broadway, professional actors will go to community theaters or to college theaters to audition to do Rent because there's no more professional productions of this show being done, at least, at least for now. Um, 
But my money is says that 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 one day it'll come back to Broadway. Can you yeah? Can you explain the off Broadway kind of? I, I we hear it all the time, yeah. I, and then you hear someone make the joke like, "Oh, it's off, off, off Broadway." Like if it's a bad show, sure, um, <laughs> you, what, uh, what what does that what does that mean? Like what does it what does it mean? I think off Broadway when it's when it's in that context is talking about the beginning of a show, uh, it coming up as a, as being a show that's like in the works. Um, being off Broadway, as in Brent was one of the, I think it's the, like the third or fourth longing, long, long uh, running show in Broadway history. It was, I, I, I don't want to do it incorrectly, I don't, but I think it was in 90, 1996 when it opened officially on Broadway. Prior to that, it was off Broadway okay. at the theater workshop in New York City in 94. And then it went to Broadway in 96. It stayed on Broadway, Broadway until 2008. And then it closed on Broadway. Okay, because I think when people, a lot of people, myself included, yeah. when they hear things like off-Broadway, they yeah. think Broadway, they almost think that off-Broadway means really good, but kind of like minor no. league. I, and and it yeah. just, it's just not knowing. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess in a way, you know, th that is kind of the context that a lot of people use it in, is that it's not like cool enough or not good enough or whatever, but all shows start off-Broadway, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless they're produced by, like, Disney or, like, these huge companies that have millions of dollars and they can just say, okay, which Broadway theater are we going to offer this to? Yes, they want it, and there you go. Like, they don't even have to bother with the off-Broadway part. But, like, a lot of these shows, like this one, Rent, um, which if you watch the film Tick, Tick, Boom, which was recently released, um, it, it explains it all. Yeah, you with know? Andrew Garfield. Yeah, and yeah. he played Jonathan Larson, who is essentially Mark. Mark is essentially okay. Jonathan Larson. So, and he's like my hero. Like he wrote the show, you know, it's a, it's about him and he died the day that it opened on Broadway. And oh, that's why yeah. that's why Rent was such a it, you know, originally that's why it became such a like it was so I would say it was so noticed because there was this story about this guy who wouldn't give up on his dream and writing the show and then the day that he finally got it to where he wanted it, he died of an aneurysm. That's nutty. How the fuck that Crazy. Happen? It's fucked up, but it it then became one of the longest running shows in Broadway history. So, and that's what I mean in terms of like the everyone knows what it is. I grab any. I grab a a twenty year old that doesn't know anything about anything, but yeah. they they know what rent is. They yeah. do. They just do. That's a yeah. that's a huge. That's a huge accomplishment. Like when, when and again, one of the reasons kind of reached. I was like, oh man. And when I saw you recently posted about kind of the end of the run, I was like, I'm so sad. Ah, oh, what a perfect time to discuss this because that's that's a lot. The um, and, and when I when I asked the off Broadway question, I, I I hope I wasn't trying to sound disparaging. No, I, no, no. I just when I hear that, and I think what a lot of people hear that we don't actually know what it means. Yeah. But I mean, myself, I, I've seen so many. I've seen some great shows in downtown Cleveland yeah, and Playoff Square. For sure. I mean, I still, I think my favorite one that I saw was Waitress. Uh, it yeah. was fantastic. Oh, I got, yeah, I got to go to the, the opening of the Broadway tour of that. I got to meet Sarah Bareilles and oh, it she, was, she touched my shoulder. I, I saw all, I saw like, I freaked out. And then it's like, she was like, it was nice to meet you. And she touched my shoulder. I was like, oh, Literally, that's what I did, and she just giggled and walked away. She's like, "Psycho!" Yeah, I saw. <laughs> I think of the bigger ones that I've seen. Obviously, I've seen. Uh, uh, I've seen Spring Awakening. I think two different iterations of that, and then Waitress, uh, the opera one, the Phantom of the Opera one, which did I did you not see Wicked liked. yet. Uh, I did years ago, it's not not years years really years good. ago, and then really I saw good. the it's book, long. yeah it's Book really of good. Mormon, and then oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so I, we saw that. that that's the one funny. we saw that one in New York, and yeah. it was fantastic. 
And then, uh, what was it? Humans of New York? Is that what it was? I don't remember. But Waitress was the first one in a long string that we saw that is still my favorite one. Yeah. Uh, everything about it, the music, the actors, everything. It was just great. I just, I really loved it. Yeah. I was really, it's really, phenomenal. really impressed. Phenomenal. Um, so, how, how did, so how did this kind of run of Rent kind of come about? Dude, it was so random. Like, I, I was convinced that I'm too old for this. You know, like, I'm like, I'm done with Rent. I'm done with this show. My time has passed. Like, on to the next generation of renters, you know, and I'll go see it. But I just thought, I saw auditions posted on Neopal, which is like this website for local actors that you subscribe to and it sends out information. Um, Any. O-P-A-L for any actors out there. Check it out. Uh, really good re- uh, resource for actors to find gigs for yourself or your children. Um, and it's free. And, um, of course, they take donations. But um, I saw Rent was being um, was being put on at Cassidy Theater in Parma Heights. And uh, this guy who I've become very close with, and he's a genius, and he's now my good friend, Brenton Cochran, um, was directing it. And uh, they were having auditions. And I guess like 120 people came to those auditions. And, you know, I got, I got Mark. I got Mark. That's, congrats for You know, and it's finally, it's like finally happened. 39 years old. And I get to do this again. And I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. So. So do people, of the, like you said, like 120 people try to, are pretty much all of them from Cleveland or people traveling around? No, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, some of our cast is... I mean, some of our cast that's in the cast are like out in Medina instead of the. I mean, I, I'll well, tell I would, you what. I would, I, I would I, still even count that as yeah. local. You know what I Dude, mean? Dude, I, I one time I auditioned for uh, a production of Rent in Columbus, and I was like, I'm, I'll commute, I'll commute, I'll, you know, like whatever. I, I just wanted, I wanted so bad, and then that was like one of the reasons why they didn't cast me because. But people will go. I mean, like I said, this show is iconic, and people want to be a part of this show, and that's why it's so important that if you can go see it, do go see it. Because especially this production, it's really strong. We have a really strong cast. Like, I'm proud of what we put out there, you know, and it's it's sacred to a lot of people. So you do have to be careful. Um, you have to, you have to put on a good show and there's a lot of pressure with rent because sure. it's, it's so important to so many people. It touches on so many important, uh, topics, race and sexuality and, and drug addiction and AIDS, um, that, you know, at the beginning, especially now with a pandemic and sort of how we have learned and what we were going through, it was very comparable to, to the AIDS epidemic and you know in the 90s and um, 80s so so yeah so it's it's been it's been dude it's it's just been such a great experience so i really hope people do come to see it that's all uh, you know it's been no that's thing. awesome that's great you sound, yeah. you sound like you get a good cast that you really enjoy we're just we it's like the lamest theater like family thing again you know and, and you know and it, and it always comes at the right time for me anyway i always get involved in a production Right when I need it in my life, you know, I needed it at this point, and I'm glad it happened because I I found a whole new family that I get to call my you know forever friends now. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Who's the uh, the worst actor right now in your group? <laughs> no, I'm fucking with you. Don't answer me. That. It's me. <laughs> Good answer. The lead. It's me. Good well, I'm one of the leads. So you're. What is a? 
I mean, I, I think more and more people are, have, as I mean, with each passing year, I think more and more people are are seeing more theater productions. I think they're obviously they're more accessible, and it's more of an experience. Um, mm-hmm. Myself personally, I, I mean, I know everyone likes the streaming stuff. They do, and I and I do too. Yeah. But there's so much now. I almost just get lost in it, and then just lose interest. Um, <coughs> Me too. And, and then when I start thinking about like seeing like a live show, whether it's, I mean, now that we're starting to see like more, uh, like more music in Jacob's Pavilion, my mm-hmm. wife and I can't stop going. Yeah. Like we already saw Leon Bridges. We just saw Lord Huron. We're just cool. going to every, anything that's available. Yeah. And we're looking for any festival within oh, driving. Yeah. We're just, cause we're just, we just get bogged down in it. I'm not even sure that we enjoy it sometimes. Yeah. And there's so much <laughs> of it that we almost like, I'll just come across a movie and there's like four Academy Award winners, and it's been out for four years. Yeah. This just snuck by, and I didn't even know what happened. Right. So when I when I think like people like me, and like I, I think it's a growing number of people that are more into seeing these kind of in person performances. I think the acting is yeah. always great. The singing's always great. I mean, it has to be, you know, especially for what you guys kind of go through, which I do want to get into that. It's not, sometimes, sometimes it's great. Sometimes we're all sick. <laughs> you never know. But that's one of those Hitter things you mentioned, like but it's you know, live theater. Yeah, that's what it is, and I end th- up, but I think people appreciate that they yep. do, and I think they appreciate that, and it's different in terms of what you guys go through. So, mm-hmm. what is a normal run? Let's, let's, I guess we could just stick with rent since we're talking anyway. What is a normal run? Like, if rent is supposed to debut October first, when does everything start for you guys? When is the production? Oh. When does the like? Is it well uh, preparing? Like, we opened June 9th, okay. and we started rehearsals. Auditions were like May. No, uh, April 4th or something. So we've been in rehearsal for, I don't know, I'd say like 11 weeks or something like that. And so we, we whatever, you do the math. Um, it was something like that. And uh, I can't do the math. That's why neither. I asked you. No, no, I'm not going to do it. Not so on four air. years. All right. Uh, so four, 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 <laughs> let's say like 11 weeks of audition to callbacks to, no, I lied. Okay. Um, the first auditions were in March. Uh, it was actually, I got my call back. It was my, my birthday, March 22nd. Was okay. It? Yeah. And I was super hungover, but, but I had to go to my callback. I had to do the callback. So actually I was lucky enough to be able to do a virtual callback that day. Um, okay. <laughs> so, uh, but the original audition was like mid, uh, mid March, uh, March something, March 15th or something. And then, and then, so yeah, so we've been in rehearsals since and, open june 9th and so we only get two weeks in this run which is a bummer i think we should get three but sometimes you just can't do three weeks i think going forward they're going to start to do three weeks again but i feel like for for, for covid precautions you know it's everything still, is a little shorter yeah and like the first couple rows of the theater have you know have been you know not being able to be used um so we're, we're trying to take every precaution necessary and it's yeah. for the best so <clears throat> yeah i get that yeah um also with something like this like now i know like for you you're obviously very familiar with rent it mm-hmm. was way before this run yeah. so obviously I, th- I think they for certain like for mark you know you're playing a lead role here so they're probably going to be looking at more typically i guess they, they would look for people who are a little bit more seasoned who maybe don't need as much prep time to do something like this maybe just kind of just jump into it 11 weeks is still a long time yeah. but you know, for again, what you're doing. This isn't a cut. Let's redo it, and then we'll edit later. This yeah, is no, live. no, no, no. Yeah, for it's sure. a different type of acting. I feel like. Yeah, I think I think it's a it's always an advantage to have someone who is 
who has done the show, if I was directing a show, oh, you have a picture of CBGBs. I mentioned that in the show. That's like in my fir- my original monologue. See how weird? It's so serendipitous. <laughs> uh, Pick that up on the streets of New York. Really? Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, one of my, uh, my opening lines in the show is they have pictures of Roger advertising gigs at CBGB's and the Pyramid Club. Um, anyway, uh, Squirrel. Um, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's, what the hell were we talking about? You, <laughs> just, It's okay, we were talking about, you know, like picking like kind of veteran people yeah, no, that okay, can jump into you. those shows. Welcome back. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think it's an advantage to, to cast people that have done it. Um, also, you know... Other people that are auditioning might feel it's unfair, but that's not necessarily my problem. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's, well, it's, I, it, I, you, I understand that you to know? a degree. Yeah, I get it, but it's like, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, whoever goes, may the best man or woman or person get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I do. I do, to an extent, I agree to that. But you you're also got to think about things like the the show itself. I mean, the success of the show, because you yeah. want if it's going to be a run, th- there's... There's reputation because you, then you have like, are you dependable? I mean, this is for this, sure. This is where it's yeah. it's there are parts like this in terms of this where it actually stops. This is where the creative part actually kind of merges into the yeah. normal kind of corporate world because now you you have to look at if I was outside looking in, you have to find someone that's that's yeah. has experience, somebody that is dependable, yeah, somebody that has performed multiple times yeah. whether it's something or something similar that way again they can jump in because you kind of because you are probably going to have some newer people yeah of course and so yeah. you really need kind of like those those veterans or experienced people to kind of you're like well i'm not as worried about them they know what they're doing yeah. they know their lines they've always known their lines they have a proven track record i may have to put more focus on here obviously everything has to make sure that everything goes yeah. smoothly but you can't have if there's 30 people in the cash you can't have 29 people where it's their that first are production. Brand new. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we do have a couple in our cast that are newer. They're a little bit greener, but they're amazing and they've done great. And, you know, me, I was coming fresh off of a show at Convergence Continuum Theater called White, uh, which was uh, all dialogue. It was not a musical and it was uh, sort of a dramatic comedy about this, like, privileged guy who just didn't realize his own privilege. It was a really thought-provoking, really good show. Um, it was challenging for me. 81 pages of dialogue, three weeks to learn it. Holy shit. And I'm dyslexic. So it's it's harder for me to retain a lot of uh, when I'm reading things, like pages moving. And So it was, it was definitely a challenge, but I was coming fresh off of that show. So right off the air, I'm like, I'm, I'm loose. I'm ready to go, you know? And then I'm super familiar with Rent. Um, so, and then, so going into this, I'm also one of the oldest in the cast. Uh, so... There's a level of, of uh, responsibility that I feel to not only protect my castmates, but to be a good, you know, anchor for the show. I don't want to say leader because we're all leaders in our own way, but I would like to say like an anchor for the show to You're be. You're still like, being an example, not maybe an not example, a leader, or, but an example or whatever. For sure. But they're also amazing. They don't necessarily need me to lead by example, but it's just something I feel inclined to do. You know, as the yeah. older guy in the cast. So, and they're amazing. I love them all so much. That's pretty. That's great. It yeah. really is. I mean, again, that's a. So, how many people total, even production, like like would be in a in in rent? Uh, I'm guessing somewhere around twenty five to twenty five of us total. Like, there's like fifteen on the on the cast. It's the cast itself that are on stage, but then we have like the stage crew. We have the sound people. We have um, the people that build the set. We have, I mean, you name it. There's just so many. We're, the stage manager, choreographer, uh, Melanie is. She's fucking. She's just amazing and, she, and i'm not a dancer 
and she got my ass together. She taught me how to tango. And I'm not, listen, I'm a great many things, but dancer is not one of them. And so, so she, she worked with it. She got me together. So, um, shout out to Melanie. But, uh, so yeah, so yeah, probably like 30, 25 to 30 of us total okay. doing various things. Various things simultaneously for two weeks straight to a live audience that probably, what, last two hours, two and a half hours? Mm-hmm. I mean, two and a half hours. It's a long show. Yeah, it's a long show. It's that a long is, show. and that is, I mean that again when you when you really unpack that like that twenty five people working in unison yeah. for whatever you want to call it you know, fourteen or twenty one straight days yeah. two and a half hours at a time yeah. live in front of three to four hundred people. people yeah I it's mean like, that's, I think we have like a three hundred seventy eight house if that's not a way to get people to not go into live acting I don't know how not to. yeah it's, dude it's, <laughs> that would scare the shit out of me it's it's a lot of pressure but it's it's like magical. I always say it's like I'm most myself when I'm playing somebody else. Yeah. It's a mind fuck. Yeah. But it's very valid. I'm most myself when I'm on stage, whether it be at a music show or like I got to play Pride a couple of weeks ago and I got to bring my cast on stage, our cast, sorry, uh, our cast on stage to sing the finale number of Rent as my last song of my set. Um and there was probably like three or four hundred people like right directly in front of us and then out in the distance you know it's pride so there's probably a few thousand people that could all hear what we were doing um it was just another moving experience it was amazing and i was just honored to be able to not only perform my music but perform a cover of shallow by gaga and bradley cooper and then do my number with the cast too would you say that you are an adrenaline seeker yeah I think so. I think all entertainers are um, in some way, shape, or form. You know, we all like attention, and we all like adrenaline. We all, you know, I mean, you, I always say, like, if you ask, like, Beyonce or Britney Spears, like, it, you know, if you ask Beyonce or Justin Timberlake or some famous celebrity, like, do you suck? You think you suck? You think they're going to say, yeah? Like, they're going to be like, no, I love this. I'm meant to do this. And I think that's what you need to have. You have to have that attitude. You can't look at it as like, oh, I'm being arrogant. I'm being conceited. No, it's, you got to own your shit, dude. You're here for a reason. I agree. And that's why I always tell, like, my castmates if they ever have, like, a moment of insecurity. And I have my moments, too. Like, for sure. Especially when I was, this cold hit me. I was so in my head, like, I can't hit my higher register. What am I going to do? And my whole cast is like, you sound great. Shut up. <laughs> like, yeah. you sound fine. Like, you're fine, you know. But we all have our moments, so. Well, and that's going to be, that's levels. <coughs> that's that's levels of criticism, actually, in a way. Yeah. So first you have the crowd. We're just there to be entertained. We're yeah. not going to notice the shit that you yeah. guys do. We're just not. For sure. You know, whether it's a, a song where you, you missed a note or you missed a chord, even just a small one, you're going to note it right away. Oh, yeah. Not a fucking person in that crowd notices that. Yeah. And if they do, they don't know that it wasn't supposed to be that way. We had a couple. of. Yeah. I had on, on last Saturday's show, I had a moment where somebody didn't say what I thought they were going to say as quickly as they were as I thought they were going to say it. And yeah. so I jumped right into my thing. Your rhythm just kept, yeah. Yeah, and the band caught on, and my co-stars, my 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 co-star Amin, who plays Benny, he caught on to what happened, and he, I mean, I, I so I they've thanked him several times for saving my ass because we, you know, and then I felt really bad too. Like again, I'm like I'm the leader, I'm not supposed to mess yeah. things up, and I was so hard on myself. But then like Saturday night had like a 
bomb show Friday. That was Friday and Saturday night. Like it was like perfect. I nailed it. You know. So you live and you live and you learn. Yeah. Entertainment, right? Yeah, again, all those things going on, it's yep. still not going to be perfect. And honestly, it's not going to be as perfect as you want it to be. No. Yeah. I, again, I, I bet no one in the crowd noticed. If someone in the crowd noticed, they yeah. were an actor. Nobody <laughs> did. Nobody did, really. Yeah, I mean, I had a couple of friends that. who are actual rent heads, and they were like, wait, what What happened? And I was like, tonight? I was like, <laughs> I was like, never mind. If you didn't notice, then never mind. Yeah. <laughs> it was like I'm shutting up now. Yeah. So it's I mean, all that, good. That, that that's a very normal thing. And they are talking about you not thinking that you don't sound good, and everyone else is like, "You sound fine." Yeah. You're just being hard. so. That's another level of criticism. Yeah. Everyone else is like, "You're fine." You're like, "No, I you you're like because and it's not because you don't sound good. It's because you don't feel good. Right. And you think because you don't feel good that you don't sound good. And everyone's like, "I can't tell the fucking difference." You're fine. Yeah. And you're like, but you don't know how this feels. It's just you, you're again. You, well, and you're you're a performer. Yeah. You think that if you're, you're like they're gonna hear it and then they're gonna hear it and none of us heard. It. Yeah, Lauren Hill, like when she did MTV Unplugged, she was sick as a dog. She had like a really bad like cold sinus infection. If you listen to the record. She gives a little spiel on, you know, how she was like, she she always felt this pressure to live up to that sister act. That voice. That sister act number that I inspired me growing up in. And she's like, but the truth of the matter is sometimes I stay up late and this is what my voice sounds like in the morning, you know? And I, I try to remember that when I'm having these moments of just like, I'm a human. Yeah. Like, I'm never going to sound perfect. And, you know, even when I'm thinking I sound great, like, it's still not perfect. And... You know, just try to do your best. That's all that matters. Have energy and entertain people because that's what we're here to do. What else can you do? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't. You're go. I'll t- I'm gonna say I wouldn't worry about. The, I, obviously, I know you're going to. You'll worry about when you leave. Yeah. You're. Right, you'll think of something that you're. You'll be in the car like I wish I hadn't said that. I won't yeah. even know what you're talking about that you wish you hadn't said. Yeah. It's just a normal thing. I try to be honest. You know, I, I try to not have regrets in terms of, like, especially this kind of stuff. Like, I'm just going to keep it real and be who I am. And that's kind of how I've always done anything like this, specifically interviews, talking, or whatever. I'm Not that I have so many things that I can say that I've done. But when I do get to do this kind of stuff, it's like, I'm just me, man. Like, I'm a human. still work. Like, I'm still trying to, like, just work normal jobs, make money, bartend when I can, and then also just hustle my ass off so I can pursue my passions. Yeah. And, and that's kind of why I asked about like if rent was ever like a goal for you, and and I, I always mm. knew, I knew that something like that would be a goal for you. But I, uh, uh, some people really just like being the, if you want to call it a working actor, or if you want someone yeah. that's like, I just want to be able to like I, I saw a post the other day about a comics like this is the first month that I paid my bills with comedy, mm-hmm. and. He was so proud of it, and that really kind of hit me because I yeah. know comics and I know what some of them make. They're yeah. like, oh, "I'll make fifteen dollars for doing like eight minutes." I'm like, "I'm trying to calculate in my head how many fifteen dollar sets I'd have to do to pay my bills this month." <laughs> exactly. I'm like, "Wow, that's really cool." Yeah, and I was like, "Hey, man, that's really." Awesome. I sent my message like, "It took me a while to do the math, but that's pretty impressive, even yeah. on the low end. Like that's totally. that's great." I think success is relative, you know. Yeah, and like that, he was like, "That's success, right?" You know, I I, I now. Basically, I can just do my day job, and that's just basically now, now I'm getting to the point where the thing that I love doing, aside from being something I can do a lot, it's now just gravy on top of my bills. Yeah, absolutely. And that's cool. So is that, w- when you see it that way, like, was there a time where you're like, 
and maybe you're never gonna think that you're successful. But was there a time where you're like, I'm like now I'm really doing it. Like yeah. comics think it's here. Musicians mm-hmm. think it's when they're starting to do yeah. this, or comics when they play a certain stage. Was there a time where you're like, now I'm a I'm yeah. an actor. You when know? I start getting paid. When yeah. I started getting paid for my performances, that was when like I, I think it was for me, it was Pickwick and Frolic. Oh, okay. I, I got I was working like I said, I worked the cabaret there and um it was it was a good experience. It was very fast paced um rehearsal process very it was a scripted comedy show with singing and dancing and all of the things and it was toga on east fourth and it was it, we we did it for like two two years two seasons and and i was you know i was getting paid and i was like i'm a working actor i'm a working performer and yeah. and i you know one of my one of my good friends is a drag queen named nina west and she's pretty famous nowadays she's was on rupaul's drag race and I kind of look up to her a lot in her her career, just because what she's done with the platform that she got with this uh, opportunity to be on Drag Race, and now she's like, you know, he Andrew is on tour with Hairspray, the cast of Hairspray playing Edna Turnblad, um, and the Broadway cast of Turn of that's, Hairspray. That's amazing. Amazing, and you know that's what you know you utilize your platform. But she's the one. Nina is the one that said to me you know success is relative so just because you're not doing it on this level you know doesn't mean you're not successful in cleveland and columbus and people like you and support you and come to your shows and they want to hear your music and they want to like that's success anthony like you're doing it in your own right and for years nina did it in columbus in cleveland in ohio you know she's like ohio's darling in terms of like drag one of one of you know the west family in general but um it's it's a definitely Definitely, she like serves a, a huge inspiration for me in terms of just you know utilizing and seeing what you're doing and how it's impacting your local community and, and you know for me, the LGBTQ plus community. So, is something like that kind of tough to maybe compartmentalize? Like like when you're kind of having like some dark time yeah. to remind yourself like, hey man, I'm actually getting paid. Yeah. Whether it's a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars to do something that I really really dig. Yeah. Like, do you sometimes have to remind yourself about that? I think for me, it's been mostly in music. Like, I'm primarily a musician. Like, I'll say that. Like, we've been talking a lot about acting, and that's great, and I love it. And it, acting is my is my is my like I don't want to say second passion, but music and and my you know writing songs mm-hmm. and and performing my music is is my ultimate sort of goal and dream. You know, um, what I've found over the years is like especially you know in a competitive market there's always people that you're going to compare yourselves to yourself you know self to and you're always going to think like i'm not doing as good as this person or i'm not doing as good as that person and what i've learned is to just keep plugging away and just keep doing your thing and just don't don't stop you have to stop comparing yourself like that is the hugest like just be i'm so happy for all my friends who are successful i have some super talented friends um like uh, shayla hope rachel short uh george chase with the sublets like kid tested diana chester all these local musicians are my friends and my peers and i celebrate them and i want the best for them so when people stop comparing themselves that's when that's when you sort of realize like the good that you're doing and, and that you're you know you're you are successful you know and i i definitely feel like i've done a great job i'm proud of what i've done you know and if, if i stopped 
music. Now I would show my kids all the cool things that I did and I would be proud of it. You know, of course I want more. Yeah. Of course I want that next level. You know, I've auditioned for The Voice like 15 times. I got to the executive producer rounds like six times. Really? Yeah. Nice. And I didn't make it. Like, you know, never made it. Never quite song- made it. What was your song choice? Oh, it's... I mean, I did Hold On, We're Going Home by, by Drake. I did Ain't No Sunshine. I did Wonderwall. I mean, I... I there, there's a whole bunch of songs that I've done for them. And they like me, and they keep calling me back, but... <laughs> I like the Drake pick, by the way. It's a that's piano. A, that's a, Oh, okay. Piano oh, cover. Yeah. That's even better. That that's is, a real... That's a, that's a very underrated song of his. Oh, it's a beautiful song. Like, the, the karaoke... Well, it's like... It's sing to piano, and... Yeah. Uh, I just sing over it and I sing the shit out of it. It's like, I most of my shows I like to do that song because people like it. It's a hit. It's a successful. Shallow. Yeah. Another one. I'm kind of a balladeer. That's something I want to work on. Sure. I need to get more like fast paced. Like let's do it. My my new song that I'm working on with, um, producer. His name is Britton Roberts. He's amazing, brilliant man, uh, brilliant artist, musician, producer. It's it's called Don't Shut the Door, and it's sort of a fast paced kind of pop rock song and so it's pretty different for me because i've been doing more like soul pop yeah i've, I've heard because i i kind of under the gun so i didn't get to <coughs> absorb your your entire catalog sure, but sure. i did uh i was listening because i know you did a cover of yesterday which i mm. always love that song yeah um that was and yeah that was a i don't know i just always have loved that song um it was a big one and then you did the uh was it in the manger? That's a Christmas away in a manger. Yeah. Is, that, is that a Christmas song? It's a Christmas song. Okay, okay. Yeah, and it was, and I'm not like I always said I'm not a big Christmas person, but that was for the um, Good Intentions Foundation. So all the proceeds from that record actually went to Akron General General Hospital's Children's Cancer Ward. Still do. So if anybody does download or buy that CD, they they all those monies go to the Cancer Ward at Akron General Hospital to buy kids presents at Christmas. Oh, it's great. So it's great. Yeah, and I've done it two times now with that with that record. I've been featured on that a couple times. So. Okay. Well, I do yeah. So let let I do want to pivot back, pivot sure. to music. Yeah. Sorry if it was acting heavy. No, no. Just at talk all. so much about it. I love it. it. I love it, going. man. It's no, yeah. absolutely. Um, so for music, whether it's it's the voice or whether it's just kind of writing your own stuff, like mm-hmm. like what is. It's it's kind of a loaded question, but I I think it maybe goes back to what is our definition of success. So what is your your goal with music? Is that again just to maybe yeah. be someone that's just doing shows, making money, maybe touring, maybe collaborating? Yeah. Like what like like what does that look like for you? Of course, everybody wants to win a Grammy. Everybody wants to you know be be that that you know that. Um, I'm still torn on that. I don't know if I want one. No, <laughs> I feel like it's like. Everything's gonna suck after this. Well, it's kind of <laughs> like you reach that moment, and then what? You know, and then then you have the success to live up to for the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, I think well, yeah. I think it's better to be the dude that never wins the Grammy, but everyone's like, you should have won one. You're like, well, I'm cool. Yeah. There's Appreciate a lot, there's it, a lot of super talented artists that never won a Grammy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, I don't know. I, I I feel like the the mission for me would be to tour. Um, music videos, uh, good ones. You know, I don't want to do some cheap, crappy video. I want to do a good one. And um, I want to represent myself as an artist, a legitimate artist, and build a catalog that I'm proud of, that I think, you know, that I'd love radio play. I've had some radio play. I'd love more. Um, and, 
you know, the success in that way. And yes, to be able to, to live, make a living and, and, uh, be successful and comfortable as a person, um, you know, selling out some venues and not, they don't have to be arenas, you know, it could be theaters and that would make me happy. It could be house of blues. You know, I would love that, you know, so I love those shows. Me too, man. City and color. Have you ever heard of city and color? The band city and color. I feel, I know the name I've heard. Dude, but... you're amazing. Next level. Yeah. The, he was in Dallas green is a lead, is a lead singer. And, um, he, he was another band called Alexis on fire, which is like a metal. Oh no, I do know them. Yes. Same guy. Okay. His band is other band is City and Color. I saw them at the House of Blues. Life changing. Life changing. That's probably why I know the name. Check it out for sure. Um, But yeah, that that was a life changing show for me. So just to be able to do that, man, just to be able to have a nice, cool stage set up and and do that, and then that that for me, I think would be like that's like okay, I did it. You know, I, I made it. I did what I set out to do. I have fans and people that like what i do although i don't have never considered i don't like to call them fans i much rather supporters because that's truly what they are and um i agree i very much agree yeah um the uh i i've always i agree i love shows like the my favorite shows of all time have never been in arenas i've actually never really liked arenas i hate blossom i don't ever want to go back there again I think that place is a nightmare. I, I've always loved the, the the smaller ones are the ones that I remember more than anything. Like I mentioned the Chris Cornell one yeah. earlier. There was maybe whatever Lakewood Auditorium holds, and yeah. it was amazing. I see. You know, down the street at Winchester, I saw Greg Laswell yeah. down there. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Anything at Jacobs Pavilion. It's not. I, I certainly isn't an arena. It's a decent sized yeah. place. It's really cool. I've seen st- those are my favorite shows. I'm like Agora, Odeon. Sorry. That's right. If you need to take that, you no, can. But they just let them know and put it on speaker. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually one of my friends from my cast. Um. But have you ever played? Did you ever play? Have you ever played Bright Winter? Uh, you know what? No, I haven't. That's the, the one festival I've not been able to do yet. But I, I, uh, I just think I was going to apply last year, and then I didn't. I think it was like a work thing. Just wouldn't stay in allow. touch. I'm on the board. Uh, I would love to. Yeah, I'm there, man. Yeah, I sure. just I just kind of got involved with it this past year. Cool. So awesome. yes, I happily happily submit you under that. Yeah, I would love to. Thank you. And that's a beside being you know mind numbingly fucking freezing. It's a really great time. <laughs> I've been. It's it's a fun time. <laughs> we had a couple. Taylor Lamborn came on and she played there. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I just I mean, you're a guitar player. So how the hell? I was there. It was like 25. She's yeah. like, it's a. It's it's a lot of fun. All the artists I've talked to are like it's a ton of fun. It's a really cool thing to do. But yeah, especially if you're playing an in, in, guitar is probably the worst. Yeah. Because you the the, the fingers and if you finger pick, God yeah. fucking help. I'm you. more of a strummer, but still good. Uh, but, but you still got your left hand on the frets. Yeah, yeah. man. Like it's. Uh, but I would totally. Yeah, I know. I mean, totally fun. And plus, you know, just have a good time and enjoy it. Like that's that's my thing. And it's a fun festival. I love that. It really is such I've, a great time there. I talked about how cold is, but I go every year. Yeah, I have same. so much fun down there. It's such so so much fun. I love it down there. I would love to. Everyone does. It's it's thousands of people. That everyone everyone by. stops caring that it's and it's been ten and it's been forty all the times I've gone and everyone still goes. So I saw my friends there last summer or last winter. I think it was like two winters ago actually. Uh, Apostle Jones. Oh yeah, they're great. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. Mikey Silas is amazing as well. Another one of my peers and he's one of phenomenal. Have on my list to reach out to to see about getting him on. You need to get him on here. He's yeah. pretty fabulous. Um, <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> he's talented as hell, and um, we're gonna collaborate on something someday. Cool. But yeah, I saw them there, and I was like, okay, I want, I want to be here. I want to do this, and I, I haven't yet. So yeah, let's yeah, do it. We'll get you in there. For Make sure. it happen. 
yeah, we'll get you in there. Um, so what about uh, upcoming stuff? Because you, you kind of alluded earlier that there's some things coming up, and I, yeah. I, I want to talk about that. I have quite a few. Oh, um, great. Let's unload. Um, so I am currently uh, cast in this film called Meet the Movie, and it's, uh, it's a horror flick. And um, it's kind of LGBTQ-focused film. A lot of the people that are involved in it are, are people that are, are queer individuals. Um, not necessarily solely for that audience, but, you know, just to sort of put out film, um, you know, that our community, I feel like my community is, you know, working together to create. Um, so directed by Roger Connors. Um, and that's going to premiere at film festivals nationally in um, fall, like around October. Um, so that, that I'm looking forward to, uh, that I kind of just auditioned for on a whim and got the guy, one of the, one of the leads and, uh, I'm, 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 I might be a murderer. I'm not, I'm not, not literally, obviously, but in the, in the, in the film, but I don't, I don't want to give too much away. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. Yeah. You know, you can't, you gotta be careful these days about, about saying shit like if that. If anything, I think I'm more qualified. I mean, I have, to, I have to talk people into coming into this basement with no windows and one exit. <laughs> All the time. The lotion on I'm its amazed. Skin or it gets the hose. I'm amazed how many times. It's not as bad now, obviously, because you can just go to the page. There's been a ton of people on it, and a lot of people will be like, oh, I know that person. I've heard of that right. person. But it's a little weird for me. Especially early on when I would reach out to a female and be like, yeah, if you just want to, we've never met, if you want to come and, you know, hang out in my basement while I drink and ask you questions. And, you know, the boyfriend was like, oh my God, that sounds amazing. And then I'll like stop talking to him. Like, like, oh shit. Why did someone agree to that? No one, no one has ever said, do you mind if I bring a friend or a husband or my dad? <laughs> and I've, I've always, I'll, now I guess I'm not surprised because I think it's easy to see, but still early on when I was going guest heavy, I was a little surprised. Well, I've even asked before, and they're like, man, you know what? I didn't really think about that until you just said it. <laughs> you know shit. Same. <laughs> but it is a nice basement just for all the folks in the audience. It's a nice, comfy basement with dogs sleeping. And, it is welcome. And beer in the cooler. Is that beer? That's beer, yeah. Um, yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, another another cool thing that I did want to mention was that um, my friend George Chase, who is the owner of Jestertainment Records, and he, I like to refer to him as sort of like the Mark Ronson of Cleveland because he's he's a brilliant guy and he's he's just had had his hands in so many up and coming local artists, um, including myself. Like he's really had a hand in helping me and getting me out there, helping me put more music out and doing cool stuff. So. He's very great, and he's got this show coming up. It's called Happy Hours. It's going to be an actual show, and um, and it's about <laughs> the concept is pretty awesome, actually. Uh, it's uh, yourself and George, and uh, sponsored by Voodoo Vodka, and we drink a bottle of vodka, and we write a song in three hours. <laughs> it's such a fucking great idea. It's a great concept, and it's really super funny. Um, <laughs> your dog kind of looks like like. A cattle like a like a cow on the floor right now. Oh, I mean he's overweight. He's a little okay. big. Yeah, he's a little. Tall. He's hey, like, how dare you body shame me? He's he's eleven and he's just he's built like a sausage. You know, Same. he's got really short legs. <laughs> he never eats people food. That's just his body. Listen, I'm not mad at it. I enjoy it. Um, so yeah, that is that so is in going two to hours. Be, you're writing. So it's like three hours. We have three hours to like drink the vodka. <laughs> 
which is delicious and smooth, by the way, Voodoo Vodka, and um, local local vodka company, and uh, and and write the song. So, and he's featured so many local artists that are like awesome local artists. Um, a couple of the guests were like on the one the the one dude I can't remember. Unfortunately, I can't remember his name, but was on Idol and um, and you know myself and Shayla Hope and a few other just great local artists. So. Definitely look out for that. Uh, I think the trailer is available on YouTube now, and it's happy hour sessions. Um, Do you have definitely. to drink the whole bottle? We we did. Holy shit! We sure did. It's, and you wrote well, a it song. Was like a, it was like a. I'd go right to breaking my guitar. It was like a thinner bottle. Still, I wouldn't like you know. Not had a like handle. a few cocktails, <laughs> and by the end of it, like I was all toasty, and we even had like an emotional moment where I was like talking about like super deep personal stuff and. So I'm wondering how that turned out. But <laughs> you know, we were talking about yeah. like, oh, you're gonna wonder what happens. Yeah, definitely wondering what ha- what that's gonna look like. But concept is awesome. So definitely look out for that. I'm excited about that it. That is cool. I like that. I like the I any especially a collaboration. That's and this is kind of a broader in terms of music. I've heard stuff about music, but I'm curious about acting to kind of shoot back to that. Like the the city of Cleveland. It's mm-hmm. pretty. It very much gets behind its its people. Yeah. Are you do you see the same thing in like the industries that you're in, mm-hmm. in terms of whether the, the the film, the acting, the music? Are you seeing the same type of kind of camaraderie? I, and I, I, obviously, it's not going to be with everyone because it's a competitive. It's all so these competitive. are competitive fields. So competitive, and <laughs> it's a very competitive. Oh, hey, what are you doing there, bud? Um, it's very competitive. Um, but I like to believe that at the end of the day, we all support each other. I, I've, I'll say this. I've had more positive experiences than negative in terms of support from other artists. Um, I, I like to be vocally and visually supportive to my friends and my peers. You know, that's just me and that's how I roll. That's, that's, that's who I am. And... Um, not everyone is as vocal about it as perhaps you know you want them to be but you that what that what i've learned is to like never expect you know and to just be allow it to be a a a wonderful gesture when it is and and never never expect and when you when you go about it like that i feel like that's when you uh are find yourself less you know disappointed that people aren't maybe as visually supportive of you as you would want them to be um Earlier in my career, I, I did let that stuff bother me. Like, I, I wanted everybody to be as loud and proud of me as I am of them. But that's just not how some people are. And so I had to learn that, like, the hard way. Um, so, yeah. I mean, but, yeah, so overall, yes, more positive than negative, I'll say that. And a lot of times, if they're not overly vocal, it's not necessarily malicious. A lot no. of times, it's self-reflective. Absent-mindedness or yeah. just, like, busy life. I or... think a lot of it is, but in a creative field, I think a lot of it is, is, is almost... I think sometimes it can even be regret when they see someone. Then they're all they're all just like, "Why didn't I do that? Why didn't I go yeah. for this? Why didn't I put more time in it?" It's almost like a self-reflective, you know, mm-hmm. time where you're just like, "I could have done it. Why didn't I do it?" Yeah. It's not necessarily why did it happen to him, right? You know, I no, mean, not at all. It, it, it's you know, and we we were talking about theater. We often refer to these types of things as theater politics. You know, like. And there's music politics, and there's, like, everything politics. Like, I mean, for example, like, with my niece, like, she's in high school, and she's wonderful, beautiful, beautiful girl. So proud of her, Isabella. 
and she's a singer and she you know she wanted to go for the this one music group but they only give those parts to the seniors she's she's a sophomore so she's you know she didn't get to be, be in there i refer to things like that as theater politics yeah that but that do, that doesn't go away this <laughs> this continues i feel like it doesn't get to the point of where like it's strictly on talent until you're like at Broadway, but who knows? What do I know? Because I haven't even gotten there yet. So there may be politics invo- <coughs> involved there as well. I mean, you see these celebrities with zero uh, theatrical experience being cast in leads as show uh, on shows on Broadway because why? Because they're semi-famous. You know, they were on a reality TV show, so they automatically get to walk on to be the lead in Carespray. Or not, yeah. not Nina. She has a crap ton of theater experience, but other other celebrities that I'll remain nameless but th- that have been in productions on broadway and have no no business like have never stepped foot on a stage ever so yeah politics you know i mean yeah you don't have to name any names if you want to message <laughs> them to me real quick i'll say them i don't fucking care <laughs> no i'm literally like referring to housewives <laughs> like well, literally you know like uh it's <laughs> i i know what you're saying and, and, and to almost liken it back to some of the things I've heard in comedy. I think I was listening <coughs> to uh, to Tony Hinchcliffe talk about this. And Tony Hinchcliffe is a very he's a very well known comic. He's a very well known comic writer. Yeah. He does a lot of writing. He's got some successful shows. But he was talking about, you know, some of these people that become internet famous. Yeah. Like someone that's really big on TikTok for doing funny TikTok videos. <laughs> right. Then they do a comedy tour and you're like this guy's not funny because it's di- it's different. It's a different. It, it, go- it kind of goes back to what we were talking yeah. about an yeah. hour ago about we all have a funny friend who can say a funny thing at dinner to people that know him, but yeah. you can't do that to a you know a theater full of strangers yeah, exactly. who don't know who the fuck yeah. your friend is that and you're you referring to. You have no experience in comedy, so you don't like there. I will say another one. Like there was a a husband of a Real Housewife of a certain city who decided to. I'm going to be a stand-up comic. And this was recent. And he got booed off stage. Yeah. Because he wasn't funny. And he was drunk on stage and acting a fool. So they booed his ass off stage. And then the, the wife had to go on stage and be like, he's usually really funny. No, he's not. Like, but he At might dinner be. dinner with your he friends. He might be, you know, yeah. like, but like, you know, we're not all meant for the stage, yeah. you know? <laughs> and you know what? Even if he is usually funny, he fucking isn't right, now, right now to these people that pay. And comedy is... Yeah. Stand-up comedy is like... It's one of those. It's one of those weird industries that <coughs> kind of need you to be funny when you're on stage. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's weird. Politics. <laughs> well, that's not... That's just... That's just, you <laughs> That's know, just common sense. That's just valid. <laughs> period. Yeah. Yeah, like, and they, they were talking about, like, the, the, these people are, are selling out these theaters... Because people know who they are, but they're expecting them to be funny, and they're not. They can't. It doesn't translate. Like, yeah. remember all those years ago when uh, when Charlie Sheen was, for some reason, everyone really dug his drug addiction and problems? He did yeah. the same thing where he's like, all my stories are really funny, and people really cheer for me at award shows when they make a <laughs> cocaine joke. He booked, like, all these theaters across the country... <laughs> And started going to these, and everyone's like, these shows are fucking terrible. Oh, dude. Oh, my Him God. Him just going up and being like, yeah, I do cocaine, and I like hookers. Everyone's like, we knew that part. <laughs> and that was only 90 seconds. We're here well, for like, an hour. What they, do you got? Then other, other, God, why do I keep talking about the housewives? I guess because it's the biggest crock of shit that they get these platforms. I and also then they love that you're t- not saying names. Like, you're overestimating how my audience well, loves Well, you never know. I'm gonna, I'm, you know, uh, this could be the thing that pops us both off. Your entertainment. Like, yeah, 
Joe Gorga was made fun of on a podcast out of Cleveland, like, like, or Luann, Countess Luann, she does cabarets all over the country. This woman, she... This is the one that shuts down the career. She can't I'm sorry. Like, so it's just funny to me, but you know, hey, people, she's got fans, they go, they buy the tickets. Yeah. Good for you. Hey, salute. (laughs) You know what I mean? But what are you going to do? Like, it's just, it is what it is, so... No, I get it. You gotta get I've a platform. To, we've all to get been to that show. TV. We've all been to one of those yeah. shows before. You're like, holy crap! He must use a lot of auto tune. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come on, man, give me a. Break. We saw a, a like a, the the one when you and I are relatively close to age, so you might understand this too. Oh, are uh, we? Not not an appearance. <laughs> shut up. Not an appearance. I'm just kidding. You definitely look better. Oh, no, shut up. You have no, no gray in your beard. Most of my, I look like sand if I grow this. Oh, out. dude, I put gray in my hair. I literally intentionally with pomade put gray in my. Yeah, see, I'm not. This is just naturally me. <laughs> the, uh, but uh, so we also when you can't sing like uh, I don't know if you've ever paid attention to Corey Feldman's music. It's one of my favorite things in the world. I never did. I have to oh, check that out. Shit, is it funny? Oh, really? Oh, he is such a bad singer. I mean. A really, really, I mean, a really bad singer. Like, anyone <laughs> knows he's a bad singer. But this dude tours. And when I say tours, I mean, like, he goes to, like, dive bars in Akron and puts on these huge shows. Well, that's crazy. But he, like, he plays at minor league baseball games. And I would go. I would go. Just oh, I, it's I went. And Annabelle's in Akron. Oh, there you go. It was hilarious. Okay. He was terrible. He was terrible. Wretched. It was so bad. Awesome. <laughs> but he's a terrible singer. But, but he's Corey he, he went because we went because it's the spectacle. I wasn't like, oh, I really like his second album. I don't know how many like, albums he has. Album? <laughs> right. I, w- I just wanted to go and watch him dance around stage. It was hilarious. Yeah. He's terrible. Terrible. Oh, my God. I don't know if he's as terrible as, it this, out. as... Oh, you should. Just go <laughs> Corey Feldman music. It's so funny. Perfect. You know, you mentioned in music, too, but you mentioned that something that kind of caught my eye, uh, ear was making a video, and then you're like, but like a good video. Yeah. What are your What are some of your favorite... Like, I, when I think about music videos, mm-hmm. like what are some of your favorite music videos? Oh, I mean, I think Thriller is just legendary right there. I mean, sure. Um, no Scrubs by TLC was really cool, too. You know, the, I think videos from the 2000s were really cool. I think the 2000s like overestimated where we're going to where we were going to be by 2022. Like we thought we were going to be like living in spaceships and and so like they, the, the the all the videos like it's kind of funny because there's actually a TikTok that's like nine t- videos in the 2000s be like and then they did like a cheese grater and then they just like super and they put it in front of their phone, right? And then they like a silver cheese grater, right? And then they superimpose themselves like over the cheese grater, just like, you know, just getting it, just dancing, and then it's so accurate because truly that's what it looked like. But um, maybe like being a, being a person from that era, I I I I think that that would be that's it's kind of cool, like the technical kind of like the stuff like that. But um, for me, when I see like what I think of, especially for my new song, "Don't Shut the Door," uh, we when we wrote the song. When as we're, we were writing the song, we came across this soundbite of a door closing, like three door three door closes right in a row, and we kind of built the song around that. It started with that and a piano riff that I had come up with, um, just a simple piano riff, and then we just kind of started building the song off of that, adding parts, adding bass, adding an electric guitar, acoustic guitar, drums, and. Um, so for me, like the concept for that video, I, I see it so clearly in my in my brain, it, and it's 
it's all about closing doors. It's about doors closing on your face, opportunities, relationships, whatever it might be. So for me, when, when you have a song that you instantly, instantly, when I'm, when I'm saying instantly, like for real, as soon as we heard this soundbite, I had an idea. And that for me is a quality video, something that you have a concept for just by listening to the song one time then that's meant to be like that's just that's just that's organic that is a concept that came from an or from a from from the song and so for me i i see so much and I, I can't wait i cannot wait to put this thing to life because i truly think this is for me hopefully going to be a game changer because it's a really i'm really proud of this song good that's awesome the guy i britain roberts is producing it and he's just so damn talented and um it's just it's dude it's I, I would say it's probably one of my best songs i've ever i've ever you know i'm ever so far i'm gonna have put out yet so but i'm excited for it and you you have not put it out yet oh uh, yeah okay because i don't i don't it's remember. coming it's coming soon okay because i, I do would, not don't recognize the track when i was no searching it's not out okay. yet uh you know it's uh i have like we actually i'm going to the studio tomorrow to do the final harmonies on it um and then we're done and then the song's done that's exciting dude it is solid like it's just i can't i'm not, I'm not and it's mostly i mean, honestly i think mostly because of britain just because he's so brilliant in his musicality um i mean yeah i came up with lyrics and a ditty but like his just ability to add layers and upon layers and just to think outside the box it's, it's been we've just meshed really well together in the studio it's hard to come by i've did a lot i did a lot of work with goshan beats here he's a producer from cleveland phenomenal producer as well i'm super proud of the work that we've put out together as well um, but this for me is kind of a new sound and i'm really excited to share it because i don't think people really have heard this kind of voice for me it's like my lower register i'm not like belting my ass off the whole time um you know we get there we definitely build but um i'm just excited man it's like it's so good but yeah that's that's how the car like i feel like that's a solid video something that comes from a concept organically you know? Yeah, I agree. I've always liked, <coughs> almost like a th like a short story. Like, like yeah. th those are the ones that, that really have always kind of stuck out in my mind, or just abnormally weird too. Yeah, where I'm like, I don't fucking understand what's happening here, but right. I'm really into it. Yeah, I always liked uh, Big Time by Peter Gabriel, the video. Yeah, I always loved it. I don't know why. So cool. And Sledgehammer, like I, I loved. It, I don't think as a kid I, yeah. I was just I was more just like because I look cartoons I was yeah. really into it because I couldn't understand and then I go back and look at it now I'm like man this was way out of its time so that's like Cindy Lauper time after time is another one that I I've always that's a story kinda, yeah I always love that kind of registered it's res a great song too it resonated with me as a young kid I was so emo I was like eight years old and I was like watching the video like <sighs> she's saying goodbye to someone hey you'll never. <laughs> Hey, you, you, you can't really, you don't know the things that are going to get you. Sometimes, my on my sometimes, like, things that get you and, like, really get you choked up, you're like, oh, I can't tell anyone it was this. Dude, like, honestly, <laughs> like, the song that I wrote this, like, the concept of my new song is, like, it's, it's, um, it's based on a true story. We'll just say that. So, it's all for real. I'm excited about that. I like that. I, I do. I, I, and just the way you're talking about it, you, like, you're excited about it. I'll send it. you a sample. Please, yeah, thirty-five great. seconds is all you get. Hey, I, I, sometimes <laughs> it's all I need to make me cry. That's all you need. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to make sure that we plug everything so everyone knows, like what, because I know, 
let, let, everything. I want to make sure everyone knows where can they get tickets, where can yeah. they find your music, where can they find yeah. anyone you want to plug. So sure. this, this, go for it, man. Whoever, rent, whoever. Cass- so for rent, go to CassidyTheater.com, and the tickets are for this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday matinee. Sunday is going to be a closing show, so I'm sure we will all end the show crying. It'll be a good one. Um, then, you know, my music is available on Spotify, iTunes, I mean, everything, Google Play, you name it, I'm on it, I'm on it. Um, and Anthony Cavada Music, it's C-O-V like Victor, A-T-T-A, um, on Instagram, Anthony Cavada Music, and uh, Facebook, Anthony Cavada. Um, I have a music page and a regular page, but I will say my regular page is more active, so if you want to just follow that one, that's probably for the best most people do um and uh other than that it's just you know just you know follow along because i got some stuff i got some stuff meet the movie will be coming out check out your local film festivals uh you know within the next over the next year uh so anywhere in the country i would say starting in the fall you'll probably be able to find we're going to start press for that uh, very soon we've already done a lot of shoots uh, photo shoots and a lot of imagery has already been put out and that's kind of it's been really really cool um, Happy Hours is going to be released um, very soon. There, there's a YouTube channel for it. You just go to Happy Hours Sessions, and you'll be able to uh, find find those videos. And there's already a trailer out, so you can check that out too. But um, I don't think I'm in the first trailer, but I know I'll be in the second one, so that'll be cool. And uh, yeah, so just just you know, keep me keep me in mind when you're thinking about local or. <laughs> You should see the dog right now. It has a blanket over it, and it's doing that funny thing dogs do when blankets are over them. Well, see, he's actually, he was doing this because he wanted to get under the blanket. So oh, that's why I threw it over him. That's adorable. So he'll, uh, there you go. He, he's done. He's got, okay, he's good now. Yeah, that's what he wanted. That was me this morning. I didn't want to get out of bed. <laughs> well, definitely make sure you follow Anthony, please. Because uh, all these things that he has coming up and all the things that are, that are already out, I definitely want everyone to check out. I've already been listening to the music again. We, I mean, full disclosure, he and I planned this maybe three hours ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we've been talking for an hour and a half. <laughs> so no, no, it's and, been great, man. Yeah, Thank no, you. it was. It really, really was. And I, I like just, it. It, it's, I, I, it wasn't enough time for me to kind of fully absorb everything. But again, and this is kind of why. I do things like this like it's and usually i wouldn't do a ton of research because it's better just kind of have a conversation no, as i yeah. get to know you and talk about it but For sure i mean this is exactly why just talking about the acting the music it, it, the things you have come up these are the things that i, I do want to talk about but it's always better coming from the person that's actually well, I doing appreciate it, so. it. I'm, I'm honored to be here my friend this is a very cool site uh, very cool opportunity i like your christmas tree yeah, um, um, yeah, year round. Not really. No, gonna... no, no need to remove yeah. that. That's yeah. a beautiful Christmas tree right there, <laughs> <laughs> next to the bar. Good place to have. Right it. next to the bar. Um, no, I mean, thank you so much. Oh, of course, no, really, yeah. I always appreciate you taking the time. A- anyone that takes time, if they're down the street or if they're coming from Toledo, I appreciate anyone that takes time <laughs> yeah. on this, especially in a busy schedule like this. I'm here. So. I'm from Cleveland, but I was in Toledo today, so we we got our cookies down here, and I'm happy to be here. So thanks. God. Well, thanks for coming on again. Appreciate it, bud. Cheers. All right.